Hello and welcome to Why I Play, a podcast series that explores the reasons why, no matter how tired they are, four mothers decide to turn up and play. A special collaboration between Grazia's parenting platform, The Juggle and Nike. In this series, we speak to women who find joy, inspiration, resilience and discovery through movement. On today's episode, we're speaking to a Muay Thai boxing mother of two. I'm Nezreen Dali. I am a Nike trainer. I have been in the fitness industry for about 15 years. Following her discovery of the sport at university as a complete novice, Nezreen has become the first hijab-wearing woman to compete in a Muay Thai stadium in Thailand. A true representative of the way play and sport can inspire, Nez is now a Nike trainer, runs her own company and coaches others, including young girls in her local community. I mostly train clients one-to-one, run classes and community projects all around getting people moving, especially young girls and women. In this inspiring interview, Nez talks about what strength means to her, how she embraces being a role model and why, reassuringly, sometimes even making it out for a short walk can be a show of strength. Hi Nez, how are you today? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Where are we talking to you from? Are you at home? or You are talking to me from the Health Hub London HQ. I am at home in my gym space, in my element. Fantastic. And you said you've already, you know, it's not super early, but it's not super late. You said you've already trained a load of clients this morning. Are you always up and at and and ready to go? I'm up and at I've got to get the two kids ready to go. <laughs> Once they're out, I basically, I start start the clock for work straight away, more or less. So training my clients this morning and then having a lovely chat with you. So really, really fun stuff. How old are your kids? Are they on school holidays or are they? Yes, they are. So my eldest has just turned six yesterday and my youngest is going to be two on Monday. So um, I have one in school and one that is uh, stuck (laughs) to my leg at home. (laughs) Yeah, I have one like that too. So that's fair enough. So we're here to talk about playing, movement in this great Nike campaign. I wanted to introduce you a bit because lots of people will be familiar with you. You've done lots of press previously. You're a champion in Muay Thai. But for people who may not have heard of you, can you explain you're a Muay Thai boxer, what that means and how you came to find that sport as well? Yes, uh, certainly. So I have a very sort of extensive background in sport in the sense that I've started sport from about the age of six, uh, roller skating, actually uh, speed skating with my sister eventually found swimming which became the sport that I did for the majority of my childhood was just one of those kids that was super sporty um, really enjoyed PE more than anyone and that led me to um, study sports science at university then go on to do a master's degree in sports biomechanics so really just learning um, about sport and exercise from a physiological perspective and um, yeah that kind of led me on to personal training which seemed like a really sort of natural um, pathway working with people one-to-one I'm sort of a definitely a people's person so I love working with people getting to know people getting to know their body and fixing aches and pains getting them stronger so that's kind of what I've spent the majority of my career doing which you know is about 15 years now I found Muay Thai when I was actually at university. So I decided that I wanted to do a martial art. I'd always liked boxing, but I think I liked the idea of learning how to use my legs as well as, you know, so kicks and knees and all of that sort of stuff. 
So just researched some gyms, went uh, to Northwest London, Minotaur Gym, which was in Burnt Oak at the time, stumbled in there, didn't really know anything about Muay Thai, but thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go. And I just absolutely fell in love with it from the first session. It was probably the hardest thing that I've physically done, which for me was a very humbling experience having such a Uh, you know, long standing relationship with sport, I didn't expect to be humbled, as I was on that first session. And I realized that physically and mentally, it was a really, really challenging sport. So I kind of wanted to like rise to the challenge. And I thought, you know what, I've just started university, why don't I just do this for the next three years and see what happens. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in love with the culture, the discipline, the respect, the tradition that, you know, stems from um, Southeast Asia and Thailand. So it was, yes, something that took over my life. And I started going to classes every day after my lectures. I would get on a bus for two hours and go to the gym and come back. That would eventually lead me to do a few interclubs and amateur fights and eventually my first fight uh, in Thailand, which I think was a couple of years in. Yeah. I mean, wow, what a journey. And it's interesting because obviously, you know, we're talking here you know primarily about like um mothers who might be trying to get back into sport or try new things but that's a great example in the fact that you were already kind of somewhat of an athlete level you're studying sport and you still managed to find something new to try it's all about isn't it there's so many sports out there right it's not about if you don't like burpees don't do a burpee there's about a million sports out there that you can find definitely 100% and I do think there is something for everyone and I also believe that Muay Thai is for everyone. That's where we started um, Thai Fit, our brand, which was, you know, myself and my husband started running community classes. And the whole concept behind Thai Fit was to make Muay Thai, you know, a kind of fitness class so that it was accessible to the wider public. And it wasn't just for fighters, which it was when I started was very much a fighter sport. And it was only really if you wanted to compete that you would actually ever go to a Muay Thai gym. But because I loved what the sport did for me mentally and physically, I wanted like everyone to do it, everyone and their mum and their aunties to do it. And and it was something that we ran as a community um, thing. And it just absolutely blew up and became a brand that we've got so many sort of loyal members and, you know, people just from all different walks of life. We've got mums coming in with their 14 year old daughters. I've got, you know, just everyone, everyone that can just come and enjoy learning something new, hitting the pads. It's a great sort of stress relief. I think the beauty of Muay Thai is that when you're concentrating on learning the technique and the combinations and how to move your body, you're kind of just in almost like meditation. You're just so focused on what you're doing that you can't really think about anything else. And you kind of get lost in that workout. Uh, And that's the best thing about it. You can walk into the gym and feel like crap that day. But the minute you set yourself on the pads, you've got to focus on that combination. You've got to focus on how to move your body and you just get lost within the workout. And that's what I love about it. It's just so, it's so beautiful in that sense. And you're always learning every session. You're always learning something new and that never stops. Yeah. And from a sport that you say, you know, you picked up at university, having already thought you'd found other sports, you then ended up competing in Thailand. I think were you the first hijab wearing woman to compete out there. So, you know, from a complete novice to like breaking down huge, huge barriers in a sport, you know, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was. And it's been a journey. It's been uh, a journey that I have had to really work through some fears and, and things by myself, because ultimately, when I started Muay Thai, I wasn't wearing the hijab. So it was quite easy for me to go to the gym in a vest and shorts. And, you know, that was just what it was. And when I decided to start practicing my faith more and wearing the hijab, it was then a, a sort of conversation with myself about, right, 
how does this work? You know, what do I wear? You know, there weren't really any sports hijabs around at the time. There wasn't really, you know, athletic wear that was, I guess, full coverage, you know, getting kind of long sleeve tops was quite hard to come across and finding the right trousers and things to wear. It was, it was quite, it was quite a challenge. And I think we, I worked through it over the years. And then, you know, once I took that time out, cause I took some time out from competing when I had my first uh, Yasmin, who's my six-year-old. And I just thought, you know what, I just, I think she was three and I just thought, you know, I don't want to live my life in regret and just think I really could have been a great fighter and I never gave myself the chance. And I, I used to watch my husband fight and just think he's so amazing and he's, he's growing with every fight. And I thought that could be me as well. And I think ultimately I, I thought to myself, I, I wouldn't want to tell my daughter the story that, you know, your mum used to do Muay Thai and you know she started wearing the hijab and then she stopped fighting and that was the story I just didn't want that to be the story that I told her um and then I decided to just change that story and off we went to Thailand and we we did our fight camp and and that was it and I didn't expect to to be that it was just a part a part of that process a part of what happened and it was an amazing it was an amazing moment for me and there were members of the crowd that came out I really remember this young girl I think she was about 10 or 11 a uh, French girl who came and spoke to me after the fight and she was just in awe of a woman fighting in the ring and it was so beautiful it was just like the conversation that I had with her was so special I really remember that you know she wanted to take a picture with me and she was just so you could tell she was her mind was just blown she's obviously mostly probably seen men fighting in the ring and never seen anyone like me before so I think it really made a big statement more than I probably realized at the time such a clear example of how sport and play can like actually break down barriers and you know really inspire people beyond kind of the sporting arena and you know now you have the nike but now make the hijabs as well and that kind of you know things catch up don't they as well which is great yeah exactly exactly and it's we're in a privileged uh, place right now where you know we've got access to all these different things that we can do in terms of training there's lots of stuff online there's lots of things that are starting to open back up again. And I'm, I'm grateful that I'm in a position to, you know, encourage women and especially young girls to, to find their, their love for sport. Cause I do believe it's for everyone. And I think it can have such a profound effect on your life. And I don't think it's too late to start when you're an adult or whatever. I think whenever you start is good. It really will change your life and it will just give you confidence like nothing else can. I just believe sport is just the most powerful thing for what it can do to you and, and the lessons that you can learn through it about overcoming fear, you know, facing obstacles and, and all of that. And it's, it's, it's a journey that I've spent my life going on and I'm constantly, you know, trying to face my fears head on because I spent a long time hiding away from them. And sport reminds you that actually there's a there's a better version of you on the other side. You've just got to push through. So I do believe it's for everyone. Yeah, that's incredible. And I love following you on Instagram and you speak a lot about strength. And we talk a lot, I know, I feel like now that, you know, you know things get co-opted don't they and you know there's a lot of chat about strength but for you what does strength really mean and I wonder how you take that into your day-to-day you know even you know even just as a mum and how it how it helps you I think for me like strength really does encompass like both the kind of physical mental and spiritual element like all, all three of those coming together and I think ultimately for me like strength is showing up and it's like showing up for yourself being committed to the betterment of yourself you know, whatever that is, even if that's just, do you know what, I'm going to wake up a little bit earlier, and I'm just going to go for a walk and put my headphones on, and just have some time to myself, whatever that is, to me, that strength, that is, 
you know, especially as a mum, we know what that feels like to spend all of our time putting our wonderful children first and putting them, you know, they're always at the forefront of our mind. And I think it does take a lot of strength to actually say, do you know what, I need to look after myself as well. And we all show up in different ways in our life. Like you show up in ways that I can't imagine. And I show up in in, in my own little way. And, and to me, that is strength, you know, showing up every day, getting my sessions in and, and working on myself, despite how manic and busy my days can be, you know, just making sure that I'm always committed to to that, that project, which is me, which is, you know, the most important one. You know, it's one of those things that I think as women, we can often feel like it's selfish to work on ourselves or to kind of put ourselves first, but we can't be the best for everyone else unless we're the best for ourselves. And we have to, we have to have that little, even if it's just that 10 minutes or 20 minutes to ourselves, we've got to put ourselves first and and work on that. So it's something that I'm constantly trying to work on. And as much as I say it, it's a reminder to myself that I always have to just do my best. Yeah. Do you like the idea of being a role model? Do you try and role model? I know you work with young girls and and you find that important. Is that something you're keen to do as well? I think it's something that's been a byproduct of my journey. I think it wasn't something that I set out to do. And it's something that I still find, you know, very humbling and flattering if I'm ever referred to as a role model, because it wasn't necessarily my goal. But having had the experiences that I had and not having anyone to look up to when I was going through difficult times, I think it's, it always reminds me of that saying, you can't be what you can't see. So I like to work on myself and achieving my goals and knowing that that can have a ripple effect on, you know, the wider community and people around me and then actually doing the direct work, you know, with Health Hub, which is, which is our company that we, you know, we run our community classes, um, doing those classes with six, seven and eight year old girls and having them, you know, there's some girls in that class that don't turn up unless I'm there because they're like, oh, we don't want to train unless it's with Nez. And there's something about that that just reminds me how important it is to have somebody in your life that you can say, do you know what, if she's doing it, I'm going to do it. And, you know, role models can come in all different shapes and sizes and forms. And for me, actually, you know, my husband was a big inspiration and he was a big part of me getting back into the ring. And he has been somebody that I, I have looked up to, but, you know, my entire sort of career. So, you know, we, we can seek inspiration in all different shapes and forms you know I think it is important definitely for young girls that they have a role model and I try to be the best I can for my for my kids so that you know one day they might tell their friends that their mum's cool I mean I'm still hoping (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say is it important for you that your kids see you as someone who's strong and is you know working hard and and being the best they can be I think so it's important to me and I think I never want my children to feel like they are limited by anything. I think sport shows you that you're, there are no limits and that's what I want them to be able to see. And, you know, look at what my mum did and, you know, she was, yeah. so I'd love, I'd love to be that inspiration for them and for them to be proud of what, what I've done because it's, it's challenging being a mum. It's challenging being a mum, whether you're staying at home, whether you're working, all our challenges are all relative, aren't they? So, you know, we're all just kind of trying to be better versions of ourselves. And like I said earlier, just showing up every day. Yeah, I feel very reassured that you, as such a strong woman, say that going for a walk in the morning is an achievement. So thank you for that. <laughs> it is. It yeah. Is. 
you're obviously an experienced athlete, super fit, but do you still try new things and try and try out new sports? And I wonder if kids have brought that into your life, you know, maybe you're not as great at egg and spoon as some mums, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting you say this because it was my daughter's birthday yesterday. We bought her a tennis racket and we started playing tennis together. And I have to say, I I grew up right next to a tennis court and I I played a little bit, but it's not in my comfort zone. I definitely, you know, I've got great hand-eye coordination, but I think it's not something that I've practiced. So I'm okay. I can hit the ball hits the racket, but there's definitely a lot of work to do. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying with my daughter. She's trying it for the first time. So I'm always willing to try something new. And I think because I grew up obviously predominantly swimming, but I did do a variety of sports from, from like basketball, netball and all of that. I'm kind of always willing to try something new because I started off as swimming and then ended up in Muay Thai, you know, you Mm. couldn't have guessed that. And I think in my mind growing up, you kind of start a sport at a young age and you see it through to adulthood. And I thought that that was what was supposed to happen. And it didn't happen to me. I didn't end up taking swimming any further, but I found Muay Thai and I'm so grateful that I did. And I, and I'm not one of those people that says, oh, I wish I started when I was a kid. Imagine what I could have been because actually I might have given up. I'm glad that I found it when I found it. So I think trying something new is, it's it's important for all of us, you know, to just get over those hot obstacles and hurdles and fears of like putting ourselves out there and maybe, you know, being a bit rubbish at first. So (laughs) I'm definitely an advocate of of trying new things because I wouldn't have found Muay Thai. So I'm, I'm, I'm really open. I doubt you're rubbish. I'm scared. I feel like we're going to see you at Wimbledon next year and you're going to be like, oh yeah, it turns out it's quite good. Well, I've, I've watched the Naomi Osaka um, documentary, so I feel really yes. passionate about tennis now. So I think like, I've got to try and rein that in and not try and become my daughter's uh, coach that's trying to send her to to, to the, like, the Grand Slams. Well, yeah. Do you ever feel, I mean, how do you handle um, sports and your daughter and playing? I mean, do you try and just keep it super fun? Obviously, you were doing more competitive things from a young age. How do you handle that now with your children? I think I I really do check myself quite often. And I'm, I'm sort of, I'm really trying to ensure that I don't put anything on her Mm -hmm. that she doesn't want to do. I want sport to be fun for her and something that's like, it's all up to her. She's the one in control. She decides what she does. I just give her the encouragement when it's tricky or when she's, you know, finding something challenging that actually it's okay to work through those challenges. Mm-hmm. With both myself and my husband being Muay Thai fighters, it's a really obvious, you know, thing to think that she's going to be into Muay Thai. And yes, she does come to our Muay Thai kids classes, but mm-hmm. we don't force her. We don't really do any pad work with her at home. Sometimes I'm like, oh, do you want to do a bit of pad work and we just play around with it and whenever she's like oh I don't want to do it anymore I just kind of leave it there because what I tried to remind myself that my parents never pushed me into anything my mum used to come to some of my swimming races but my my dad didn't come he was busy working and it was fine and it was just I was really passionate about it so it didn't really matter it was like I was just there doing my thing and my parents were super super laid back about it and I am grateful for that because you, you can still flourish without that so I'm yeah relaxed with her I I encourage her to try new things she does a bit of Muay Thai she does swimming she actually really loves swimming I think it's something that she felt really confident in the water from about the age of three so you know maybe that's just in her DNA but we don't push that either it's just she goes swimming once a week and she really enjoys it and you know if she wants to try something else if she wants to do dance or she wants to do ballet she's more than welcome to I think it's the exploring 
lots of different sports is is important to to find what you love and and find what speaks to you. So we try not to place any pressure on them at all because we're quite aware that we're both obviously, you know, got quite sporty backgrounds. So we don't want to force the issue. I, I just wonder, just to finish up, obviously speaking to you is super inspiring and it makes you think, yeah, I can get out and um, do that walk, which is my stand at the moment um, today. But if someone is listening and they're thinking, oh, yeah, but what next for me? I mean, what should I do? How should I launch myself back into moving my body and play? I mean, what would you say to them about bringing that into their lives? I would say just always start really simple. Like just start, remember that like movement and play is life. It's not something that you have to add into your life. It is your life. It's just finding different ways that you like to move. That could be walking. That could be going for a a 10 minute walk, a 20 minute walk in the evening or in the morning, whatever. It could be going for a little swim. It could be having a dance in your living room. You know, people like to move in different ways. You've got to make it fun. It has to be something that you enjoy. So if you don't enjoy it, you're, you're going to be less inclined to do it. So make sure that it's something fun. And I always think having somebody else involved in the process is helpful, whether that's your partner, whether that's a friend. It's kind of like the kind of check-in accountability side or just even like, oh, I went I went on this walk this morning and I listened to this really good podcast um, and, you know, sharing it with that person and then giving them the incentive to go for their walk that they might not be bothered to do that day. So, you know, make it fun, make it involving other people as well. So there's a bit of that kind of camaraderie. And just remember that it's life. It's everything that you do. It's not some kind of extra chore that you have to fit in outside of your life. You've got to do what you can. I, you know, when I when I had Yasmeen, my first, and I was kind of trying to get my fitness back up, all I did was... 20 minute workouts on the Nike training app and it was like workouts that I probably could have written myself and I probably could have done myself but I think you know that was all I could do I was in the middle of breastfeeding and naps and everything else so I just would put the phone she'd go for a nap put the phone up press play and just mindlessly follow it along and it got me to a certain point to where my fitness was pretty good and Mm. it just meant that actually it gave me the confidence that I could fit it into a busy day with a newborn. So it was, it was really helpful. And I think, you know, you've got to kind of adjust your expectations to Mm. what your life is, you know, what you have going on. If you have a lot of responsibilities and you've got a super busy day, 10 minutes is enough. 20 minutes is enough of whatever the thing is that you want to do. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go to the gym for an hour and slug it out. It doesn't have to be like that. It can just be, you know, small bite-sized bits of movement, but you're doing them on most days and you're being as consistent as you can. Thank you so much to Nez for joining us today. To find out more about this special campaign from Nike, go to Instagram and follow Grazia's parenting platform at The Juggle UK, where you can read more from Nez. We'll be back with another episode next week. <laughs>